Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature, the podcast where we review two movies every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And today we're going to be talking about 1974's The Swinging Cheerleaders, directed by a director we've talked about before, Mr. Jack Jack Hill. Yeah, Jack Hill. No, that's exciting. We brought him back. Jack Hill's like one of the great exploitation directors, so definitely not the last time either. Which I honestly, when I picked this movie, I didn't even realize that he directed it until like after I picked it. Yeah. Well, what's weird is like he also wrote this, but the he didn't put his name as the writer. He put it as uh, I wrote Jane Witherspoon, not <laughs> for whatever oh, reason. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna bring this up later, but I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. So if anybody that doesn't have any clue about this movie, I'll just say this is definitely a very sex heavy movie a lot of boobs a lot of sex a lot of women sleeping around so it's definitely definitely a very adult themed movie but the thing i was going to say was listening to like a lot of the dialogue in this movie i can't remember because it would just be like this really ridiculous dialogue about like girls talking about sex i'm like what girl would ever say that <laughs> and I'm just and i'm like I'm like who wrote this and i remember and the opening credits, it does say Jane Weatherspoon, mm-hmm. but when you look it up on IMDb, it's it's Jack Hill, and I'm like, okay, okay, that makes sense. It's not a woman; it's definitely a guy yeah. wrote the script. It's a guy <laughs> writing from that point of view. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, you're right; there is some dumb dialogue in this. I mean, it's a sex comedy and an early sex before Porky's really like you know cemented that whole genre. Um, this is just like softcore porn basically that's all this is really used for in my opinion pretty much and i mean do you have any kind of experience do you like any of those types of movies or are there any of those like sex comedies that you like i'm gonna be honest with you i uh i'm not too sure nothing really comes to mind what what about you so i mean there are like so i remember i got onto this kick at one point where i was like what are the best sex comedies of all time (laughs) because I just wanted to see, you know, just like what they had to offer. And Mm -hmm. let me just say a lot of these movies, even like ones that came out like during the 2000s, they age very, very poorly. Yeah, no, I feel like because I think about like I haven't gone back to this movie since um, the movie Sex Drive. I remember seeing that and thinking that was really funny. But now I'm sure it is like not even close to good. (laughs) It's just there's a lot of like misogyny in those type of movies. Like women mm-hmm. are literally just sex objects. They're not there for just for anything else or, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of like sexual assault that's just treated as straight comedies, like revenge of the nerds. Like the famous scene was where one of the nerds dresses up as Darth Vader and the girl ends up having sex with them thinking that it's her boyfriend. Yeah. And then it's just like, just kidding. It was me. <laughs> god yeah that that, i mean that's that was just a problem with comedy at the time i feel like a lot of rape jokes and stuff like that luckily this movie doesn't really go into that territory mm, what what are we talking about i I don't know i disagree (laughs) okay Uh, 
Okay. Uh, so, I, all right. So getting into the movie, we're getting mm-hmm. jumping ahead of here a little bit, but um, there is a definite sexual assault scene, in my opinion. I mean, there's well, a couple, actually. Yeah, there. I mean, there's one. There's one, but I don't think it's played for comedy. You know what I mean? It, it's not really a joke. Well, I guess it's weird, right? We're talking okay. about the... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I no. I was just. I I'll, I'll give you that. There's there's at least two that I can think of off the top of my head. One that's played for comedic value, and one that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm not remembering the comedic one. Okay, so the comedic one is. Uh, well, let's just explain the movie really quick. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's the so the the main plot of this movie is that it's this group of cheerleaders. Um, at at college and then there's one who tries out for the team and once she gets on the team it's revealed that she's actually a a journalist for like an (laughs) underground newspaper yeah and she's going to have this big expose on how the how the cheerleaders are just full of just sex and it's just a bunch of like it's totally against feminism basically it's just it's not empowering in the slightest yeah, exactly. That's that's the idea. Um, but she she quickly gets into this world of sports, and she she's very fast. Like, you know what? These people are good. They're not really bad at all. <laughs> I you know I was gonna say the exact same thing. I don't think I could think of a movie where the main plot gets abandoned so quickly <laughs> right? into the movie. Because I think I mean this is an hour, almost an hour and a half long movie, mm-hmm. and. I want to say like 20 minutes in, she's just like, you know what? Forget the, this paper. I'm going to just go all in. And then yeah. it just becomes like a, a bunch of like scenes of like how these different girls are having like these sexy affairs or anything. Yeah. It, well, it's very like messy. Cause there's like a plot. There's multiple plots, right? There there's one where she's a, a virgin and she doesn't know how, like she wants to have sex, but can't. Uh, there's like a plot line where that her paper that she originally wrote gets stolen. There's a sports betting plot line. There's a lot going on in this movie for, yeah. for some reason. One of the girls is sleeping with a married teacher and That's the right. wife is coming after her. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a little too much on it. It's not like it's confusing or anything, but I just kind of got tired of it after a little bit especially when a lot of scenes just ended up like, Oh, we're just going to show boobs now. That's what's, that's the plan. I won't say I was bored during it at any point. Really? It's, you know, I mean, just because there was so much melodrama going on. (laughs) Yeah. It it really, there was, I mean, there was a points where it felt like soap opera. I go, okay. So the one scene I want to say it's played out as for comedic value is, uh, like the cap one of the girls is dating the captain of the football team and there's once there's one scene where she's making out with him at a restaurant and they're all together like all the cheerleaders are there too and as he's making out with his girlfriend he starts (laughs) he's he gets his hand and like sticks it up on the other girl's skirt that's right and then and I'm like, and she did not ask for this to happen. They have had no prior interactions before. He just like, oh, just let me just slip right in here. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I forgot completely about that scene. Yeah, um, and like from this point on, this main dude Buck, 
hated this guy, right? Because he's like over here, like doing one of the sleaziest things you could do, like ki- kissing his girlfriend while doing shit under the table with another girl. And then he's kind of played as a hero at some point. I know. That's yeah. What I was gonna say. He's like, he's portrayed as this hero, like we're supposed to root for him. And I'm like, this guy's a total scumbag. <laughs> he's horrible. Because it never once happens where he breaks up with his main girlfriend. And but he's seen as in like a actual kind of serious relationship with this side girl, the reporter, and he's supposed to be like the one that takes down the sports betting ring, or he he's like very against the sports betting deal. But a person with this kind of character, I think he would be all for sports betting. I don't know. Oh well, yeah, that's why I never understood. It's like he's he's portrayed as this hero. He's cheating on his girlfriend and he's sleeping with this other girl and like assaulting her. And, but it's okay because she likes it. So yeah, she was that, fine with it. So yeah. So that, that completely justifies everything he did. And then there's another scene where they're like, Hey, you want to go upstairs? There's this, there's this girl. She's giving head to every guy upstairs. And he's like, no, she gives terrible head. Like he's just, he's been <laughs> sleeping around with it, like all these girls. Yeah. Like, well, doesn't he tell talk to somebody else and was like, well, I mean, what what she doesn't know won't hurt her. Like, kind kind of talk like, oh, I just sleep with everybody, you know. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He's he's totally just disgusting, and he's, it's just played for like, oh no, no, this is this is normal. Yeah. Well, that that's what's weird about this movie is the way it handles like cheating because also there's the plot line with the one girl sleeping with her married teacher. And that plot line, because the wife pops up one time and like threatens to murder this girl. They still go at it and the wife doesn't really come back into the picture. And it's fine, right? That they keep on with this relationship and never really, nothing happens. They, I mean, they do eventually resolve to like, okay, well, let's just, maybe we'll meet up again later in life. But mm-hmm. it, but I mean, they, they're still like, she's still hanging around him and everything, even though his wife is like, do not come near my husband ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably the only likable guy I think in this entire movie is actually Ross, like the, the team wide receiver, the oh, guy yeah. that's dating the virgin cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he he's not as much of a douchebag. Because the Virgin cheerleader does, decides like that she wants to get sexual experience with a stranger because the other cheerleaders say that's how she should do it for whatever that, reason. Oh, I know. I hated that scene. Yeah. Cause it was just there. The, these girls, like this girl, is like she totally just is not ready for sex, and they're like, "You're almost twenty. You can't go. You don't want to be in your twenties and never had sex." And mm-hmm. they they're they're just pressuring her. They're like, and she, because she wants to sleep with her boyfriend, Ross, but she, she's like, I just don't know what it's going to be like. I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, just just find like a random guy on the street and go sleep with him. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Can you believe that? Could you imagine giving out that kind of advice? Like, yeah, just find some person and you're going you're gonna to sleep with him. And then you'll be ready for sex with, <laughs> with your boyfriend. I'm, I know. It is, uh, it, it's, it's gross. And of man. course, she ends up with, a total like sociopath yeah yeah see like it at least it played out how that scenario would actually play out in real life more likely than not where she ends up with like a horrible dude like this dude is like awful but she's like over here like oh i want to experience every sexual thing 
So the guy takes it as like, oh, she wants a whole group, per, like to that she like we should do group sex, and she gets beaten and like it's really messed up. I mean, it doesn't show it, but it shows like the after effects of it. Yeah, see, that's mm-hmm. that's the one where it's like, okay, this. I mean, she was pretty much raped. Pretty yeah, she, much, she I mean, was raped. Yeah. So I mean. <clears throat> That's the kind of stuff where it, it, this, it makes this movie kind of gross, in my yeah, opinion. But at least it had the plot line where the boyfriend was like, saved her. She was like, you still want to be with me? He's like, of course, I want to be with you still. And like, it was yeah. very like, I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some happy ending in there. but and the, and the boyfriend does beat the crap out of the guy at one point, too. So there is at least something satisfying in there. Yeah, and I'm th- we're sitting here talking about this movie, and it, it's so melodramatic now that I'm like saying it out loud. Oh my god, there, there's so much drama in this movie. There is. It's just, it just feels like I said, it feels like a soap opera. But... It does, yeah, with cheerleaders. Uh, um, I, I guess that was just the trend at the time because there's like two other of these movies in a franchise. Uh, Debbie Does Dallas was a huge hit, but that was a that was not soft core. Definitely not. Yeah. But there was some like really funny dialogue. They're like, so she's a virgin, like I said. And then when she goes to this guy, she's like, Oh, I don't know if I'm a virgin. Uh, Can you check for me? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And he's like, uh, how do you want me to check? He's like, I don't know. Can you just check with like your hand or something? And he's like, okay. And then that's just that's how they that's how they start. So I mean, just really stupid stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I was I was not expecting. No, uh, I, I definitely not. That, there's a weird part towards the end with um well because the the most uninteresting plotline for me was the sports betting one um that's what the movie really leads into especially in the last half of the movie because there's a scene where well the buck there gets kidnapped right um Mm -hmm. and they beat the crap out of him and he they get well they get him really drunk they get him extremely drunk and they have to get him to the football game so he can win the game because the, it's kind of convoluted. The the sports betting, they want them to lose pretty much. And Buck is going to make them win. Which, yeah, I mean, it's such a really stupid plot. And then, like, the whole, the whole thing I was wondering, too, like, how much money is riding on this game to, like, for, like, because it's, it's ran by this really rich dude, like the high school or not the, the college football coach mm-hmm. and, and one of the teachers and they have like campus police, like under their thumb. And they'd go through this really complicated plot just to get, make all this stuff happen. I'm like, well, how much money is riding on this game for them to basically just ruin people's lives like this? Yeah. I, it has to be an insane huh. amount of money. I mean, like this dude, they, this guy's being told the coach, like you're going to go on vacation and you can take any of these teenage cheerleaders with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they, they, they have a lot riding on it, I guess. Um, but I mean, they were stupid. I, I don't. That whole part of the plot's so dumb. Where they decide, oh, let's get the lead football player in on this. Let's just, like, yeah. yeah. And that's what leads to like everything falling apart. Yeah, but there is. I the part I did think was funny of that plot line is when they had they had to get the entire football team to come in and rescue him. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a scene where like it's the cops are fighting. 
like a whole football team. <laughs> That's right. And, yeah. And the cheerleaders are in the background, like cheering, like hit him in the knee, hit him in the other knee. Yeah. That, that, no, that was a good scene. <laughs> I also like the scene with the cops, the two cops. Um, they just are overacting, having a great time. They slip a joint in his like pocket, and that's how they arrest him. He's like, "Oh, what is this?" Like just <laughs> over the top. Love it. Oh, I know. They, there's really there's, <laughs> they act so sinister too. Those police officers. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's at one point where like one of the officers like almost like takes like a broken bottle to like slice up Buck's face. Yeah, yeah. insane. I, I, and they're just like, oh, well, we can't leave him with any cuts. Otherwise, it would look like he was kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's uh, These cops are in on this sports betting ring. Everybody in town is in on this thing, I guess. Going against the cops, which I guess was a pretty big theme at the time. So that makes sense. Um, I guess we were right out of like sexual liberation, too. So a lot of sex as well. It all works together. Very of its time is what I'm trying to say. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking... Speaking of this time, this movie is extremely 70s. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's got like hairstyles. It's got like, look. Everybody has an afro. White guys have afros. Like, Mm -hmm. or they'll have like these really ugly bowl cuts. Or (laughs) there's a scene where, I mean, there's a scene where one of the girls sleeps on a waterbed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Just really ugly, like floral patterns, like everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah. it looks horrible. Oh no, no! I say in horrible food. The scene where he cooks cordon bleu for his girlfriend. Did that cordon bleu? What the hell was that? It looked disgusting. I, oh, I know. It looked like a huge turd, like yeah. covered in like white sauce. It looked yeah. disgusting, but it was, but it was funny though because I, I like that scene too because Ross was trying really hard to impressor and then he like dropped it on the plate and he's just like he picks it up with his hand but it's too hot and he's just like ooh uh. <laughs> yeah but she still eats it right off the table after it's fallen everywhere so good yeah good for her, good for her. yeah she liked them she she he, he knew he meant well but, exactly uh, oh and another thing too did you notice there was like a scene where buck had on this attire that looked exactly like han solo he had like a white shirt and like black pants and a black jacket. I'm like, he looks like Han Solo. I don't remember that, but that's funny. <laughs> but this movie pre this movie predates Star Wars. I mean, so. George Lucas did steal a lot for Star Wars. Maybe it was a Swinging Cheerleaders fan. Hidden Fortress and the Swinging Cheerleaders, the two movies he posted. Oh yeah, on. yeah, for sure. Two great directors, Kurosawa and Hill. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um. That, that that's really funny actually I, i'm now you're making me having to go back and watch this movie <laughs> oh i'm sure we'll all be watching it multiple times not oh, of really course, but... of course to really dig into this one <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just wanted just a little fun fact this movie has alternate titles locker room mm-hmm. girls and hots two i don't know nothing i don't know anything about hots one so i was about to say i i i want if there was if this movie was a sequel to anything i don't know how where you would even start from <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess officially it's a sequel to a movie called The Cheerleaders from 1973. And then has a sequel years later called Revenge of the Cheerleaders, I think. But I, because we said that to each other off mic at one point. I remember when we looked at the cast list and nobody from the cast returned. So I think it was just like, I guess they're just kind of like standalone movies. 
yeah but just in the cheerleader universe they were doing these cinematic universes before it was popular the ccu yeah the ccu yeah and i'm glad we dipped our toes into the (laughs) right into the middle of the ccu (laughs) no better place to do it (laughs) oh one thing i wanted to add was so during the fight where ross is beating up the 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 guy the 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 assaulter yeah. Um, did you notice how like weird that sound was mixed for that fight? Like there was a scene where they would throw a bottle and the bottle would smash, but you couldn't hear the bottle. You know what? I think I remember because I, I watch all these movies with like headphones on. And I think I remember just being like, what? The, what? <laughs> like there, there was like a bunch of parts with no sound effects, right? Yeah, they're like he threw him into like a door, like a closet door, and he smashed through the closet door. But it's just like it just there's like it's hardly like a, there's hardly a, a breaking sound at all. Like they didn't fully yeah. make this. Yeah, I wonder if they were pressed for time or something, or they just simply didn't care. Because this is probably drive-in fair. That's the name of the show, and you know, drive-in audio ain't, ain't high quality. But. uh I and then the other thing too I wanted to bring up was the ending of this movie was really really abrupt. Oh yeah, it it sucked. It uh, it just like this movie about cheerleaders, you know, cheerleading for football, like has like almost no football and like right, it's all build up. It's like Buck, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna win that game, and then it just ends on a slideshow of the cheerleaders, not even them performing. It's images of them almost just slideshowed into each other. What was that? I don't, I don't know because they didn't even say if they won the game or not. They show up at the yeah. game. Buck, you know, arrives in the nick of time. They do say like in the announcer, but you, there's no footage of the game. Like you said, they just say, oh, uh, they're poised to win the game. And then the movie ends. Yeah. It, could they not go to like some mm-hmm. local college game and just record some footage or something? Even like I'm sure there's some like a uh, stock footage they could have used. Uh, a very odd choice to end it so anticlimactically. Oh yeah, it's I. They they definitely did not know how to end this movie, or like you said, they just ran out of time or budget. <laughs> Probably, but I guess this movie was kind of a hit at its time. It made money. So full disclosure, I mean, the only reason why I picked it was on Quentin Tarantino's list. So. Yeah. Yeah, he loves one, he loves it. It's one of Tarantino's favorites. If you're listening, Tarantino, glad you like this one, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for the recommendation. Oh yeah, I'll uh-huh. be pulling from his. I'll be pulling from his list several times. I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, but... no, he he's got great great taste. Um, as like a side thing, have you ever seen the documentary Thin Blue Line? Uh, classic Errol Morris documentary. Um, the two main people in that who are accused of murder. This is the last movie they watched before they got arrested for <laughs> for murder which i find interesting and that's a huge plot point in the movie they keep talking about the swinging cheerleaders and they show a clip <laughs> from it and everything did you watch the thin blue line like right after this or something or did when no, you were telling me about I, i've seen it like a, i watched it a couple months ago so it kind of just worked oh. out perfectly oh gotcha yeah. yeah i didn't i've seen the thin blue line but it's been a really long time yeah, it, it's great. Yeah, I've been on like a I, I like documentaries, so I'm trying to watch a couple important ones, and that one's definitely important. Just for mentioning the swinging cheerleaders, of course. Oh, the only reason to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, how how would you feel like coming out of this movie? How would you feel about it? 
so I didn't hate the movie. I really didn't. I mean, it's it it is semi interesting. I mean, there I wasn't bored, as I said. Um, like I said, it's just it ages itself very poorly, and it's just I, on in good faith. I couldn't. I can't recommend it to anybody. I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of like it's kind of like you know the people like us that love watching weird movies or movies that are just like should be in a vault somewhere, but we still like watching it, but that type of stuff. So that was the only time I'd ever recommend it to somebody, but I, you know, I would, I would, like I said, I, I can't really recommend it, but you know, if you're really looking for something kind of different, something kind of fun, you can really turn your brain off to maybe watch this one. Yeah, no, it's good. Like kind of um, on the side, if you're doing another task, having it on, laughing a little bit, it, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. It's it's definitely somewhere like in the mid range of stuff we've done, but on, like you, exactly like you said, it's it's a hard recommend. I'm not really gonna go out and be like, you guys should watch the Swinging Cheerleaders. Um, like I said, I might I found it a little more boring than Ryan did, um, and I just don't think it has that much interest. But it's not bad. It's definitely not a bad movie. It's fine. It's well put together. It's actually kind of funny, you know. And I'll let me be clear too. If there wasn't like those really like in poor taste type of scenes to it, I would probably like it a lot better. But those types of scene really did sour my enjoyment of it. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, well, I uh, I think that's it. Anything else we need to add about it? <laughs> no. That's it for swinging cheerleaders. <laughs> All right, Nathan, give me a recommendation for next time. Oh, okay. I got a great one. A real, a real slapper. It's really, it's, it's fire as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the hot box from 1972. Wow. Nathan, were you just so inspired by my pick that you're like, you know what? We haven't seen enough women in really <laughs> perilous situations. I got to yeah. see more. <laughs> I got to see more nudity, please. More. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we, we're, we're definitely uh, following it up <laughs> with, with another one. Well, we will definitely be talking about it. And we want you to talk with us. So if you have any recommendations that you'd like to see or give us your thoughts and opinions on this podcast, please email us at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. Well, see you next time. See you next time. Thank you.